Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, author, speaker, blogger, and host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, your on-air ladies' Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode, number 98, Marvelous Mercy. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. This week, with the help of our guest, social activist, author, and movie writer, Abby Johnson. My intention is to help put the mercy of God on a pedestal so you never feel too far from His grace. And speaking of grace, our Amazing Grace Abounding Love book giveaway winner is Cindy Morgan from Orangeville, Ontario. Congratulations, girl. I know you'll love this true story that is stranger than fiction and full of God's mercy. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 98, along with information about our guest. Get ready for today's Soul H2O devotion so you can get refreshed. The news is filled with the increasingly merciless acts of war towards the people of Ukraine by the Russian leader Vladimir Putin. Watching the fighting intensifying makes me angry at how this senseless war is going on. In the natural, I want to hate Putin and see him removed in not very nice ways. If I let my mind go there, I start to see him as the devil. But as we talked in last week's show, if they have skin on they're not the devil. They may be a tool of the enemy, but they really aren't the enemy. This same attitude can be put on people who irritate us, hurt, use, or abuse us. If we don't watch the condition of our hearts, we'll become as calloused as our offenders and often inflict hurt on others. It's human nature to want justice, retaliation, or revenge. But thankfully, God is much more merciful than we are. Ephesians 2 verses 4 to 5 reminds us that God is rich in mercy and that by His grace, we can be saved. Oh, we want God to be merciful to us, but too often we're like Jonah. He was an impetuous man called by God to go to a town called Nineveh and warn them that if they didn't repent, God was going to destroy their city because of how horrible they were to others. This oh-so-familiar story that's told over and over again in Sunday school doesn't often include all the details. Sure, you hear the part of God calling Jonah, how he tried to run away from God and the call of God on his life by boarding a boat. I'm sure you've even heard how God caused a great storm to swell and that Jonah was thrown overboard and swallowed by a big fish. After three days inside the belly of this fish, Jonah comes to his senses, is spit up on the shore, and agrees to fulfill the call of God on his life to give the people of Nineveh God's message. The people repent, and it's at this point when most of the Sunday school stories end, but the book of Jonah doesn't. You can read how Jonah responds to the people turning away from their evil ways and coming to faith in God. 
I'm sure you'd expect him to be elated and run out to hug them all. But in Jonah 4 verses 1 to 3, it's shocking to find out that he's angry. Jonah goes on this rant and explains how this is the reason why he ran away in the first place and didn't want to give them God's message because he knew God would relent from destroying them and give them an opportunity to repent. Jonah said, I knew that you were a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. The crazy part is that Jonah says this like it's a bad part of God's character and asks God to take his life because he can't stand the thought of these people being able to experience God's mercy like he's experienced God's mercy. In the natural, I get it. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria. They were the people who took Jonah's people, Israel, into captivity. I'm sure Jonah felt that Nineveh being destroyed would be an act of justice. I mean, if anyone deserved God's judgment, it was the Assyrians, and Nineveh was to him the root of all evil. 2 Peter 3.9 reveals how God is not like Jonah or us when it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Our God really does give marvelous mercy. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 11.30 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Abby Johnson is an activist, author, and screenwriter. Her best-selling book, Unplanned, was made into a feature film that debuted in theaters nationwide in March 2019 under that same name. She's the host of Politely Rude Podcast, and her new book, Fierce Mercy, was just released. But I have to say, the most shocking part of her bio is that Abby and her husband, Doug, have eight children. Abby, welcome to the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. So what's it like living in a household with eight kids? <laughs> well, it is very noisy and um, it's it's sort of controlled, well, somewhat controlled chaos. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's so fun. And I, I have to say, when I left Planned Parenthood, I had one child. We had we had Grace. And uh, now we have eight. So, I mean, the Lord has just done amazing things and has expanded our family in just incredible ways. So we are we feel very, very blessed. I'd say in exponential ways, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. You know, in your picture, you look so young. I can't imagine that any of them are over the age of five. But I'm assuming that <laughs> with kids, eight kids, you know, there was maybe a few more than five years old. 
Yes, yeah. So a 15 year old, uh, she just got her permit yesterday. And mm -hmm. then um, we have a nine year old, eight year old, seven, six, and we have twin uh, four year old girls, and, mm. uh, and then a two year old. Awesome. That is such a fun home, I can only imagine. Um, I know that you love God's Word, and I'm wondering if you could just share a Bible study tool or tip, one that just will help people to get into God's Word. You know, um, every morning I wake up and um, I mean, I have a gospel reading on my, uh, I have an app on my phone that um, gives me readings for the day. And so I, that's how I start out my morning. Every morning, just, you know, five, 10 minutes before I open Facebook or Instagram or anything else, <laughs> I, I want to, you know, spend those first few minutes um, of my morning in, in the Word and just spending, you know, a few minutes with God. I, I have a busy house, so I understand, you know, there's kids everywhere, but, um, you know, I just try to wake up and we, we do start our days very early. So I understand to all the moms and dads listening, I get it. We start our morning early, but, you know, I try to get up just a few minutes before the kids do. And, you know, I'm talking about 30, 45 minutes, just five or 10 minutes, just getting up a little bit before mm -hmm. the kids do spending some quiet time just in my bed, you know, with, with my phone, yeah. my phone, um, just reading the word of God and just spending a couple minutes in prayer. And then, um, at the end of the day, I have an app on my phone called three minute retreat and it just has a couple Bible verses on it. And I read through those at the end of the day. And then it asks you a reflection question about your day. And, um, just that's really rooted in the word and, and really rooted in gratitude. And then I just spend, you know, the last few minutes of my day before I go to sleep, just really reflecting on the blessings that God has given me and um, just reflecting on how good God is and being thankful for everything that he's given me. And I spend the last few minutes of my day in prayer and, um, and then I, you know, go to sleep. And, uh, and of course we, you know, we pray as a, we pray as a family or, you know, we pray with our children every day and, you know, it's just, it's, I think it's good for your children to, you know, to see you praying as a family to, um, mm, you know, yeah. see you spending, spending time in the word. But I do also understand that, you know, families are busy. It's, it's hard. It's, you know, I think it's sort of unrealistic for people to say, I'm going to get a Beth Moore Bible study, right? I mean, that could take you an hour to do, you know, if you yeah. have a bunch of kids. But just to see you, you know, just for your kids to see you at times, maybe just crack open a Bible for, you know, five minutes and, and just for them to see you reading the Word of God. I think it's important for them to see that example. I think it's so important that we let our kids see that. I love your idea of bookending your day. So you start with God's word and you end with God's word. And I think that would give you the best sleep is when we do that and, and focus our mind right before we go to sleep in the morning, focusing so that our day goes well. But yet in the middle of the day, like you say, praying with the kids and things kind of like what Daniel did when he, you know, it says that three times a day, he spent some time with the Lord. So that's great. Now for your favorite Bible verse, I know Psalm 30 is really important to you. Is there one verse out of that chapter that really kind of you really connect with yes so I you know Psalm 30 was just 
something that when I first left Planned Parenthood, I mean, that just really, I was really reading through the, the Psalms because, um, I don't know, they're just, they're just filled with, <laughs> with great, just nuggets of truth and, mm. um, and just a lot of joy. And at that time in my yeah. life, when I was going through a lot of healing, I, I just needed that. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and so, when I came across Psalm 30, it was, it's actually called the Psalm of Deliverance. And mm. I had just been, um, so I felt like almost, um, just really in, in the hands of Satan while I, while I worked in the clinic and I felt like I needed some deliverance in my life. Mm. And so, um, when I read through Psalm 30, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is my Psalm right here. (laughs) It just felt like, you know, that was for me. You know, I felt like that that was, that was for me. And, um, and so I, I love, um, I love verse uh, 11 and 12. Those are actually my, my favorite verses. And it's just the two that say, you turn my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. And, you know, that's, that's really what God wants to do with all of us. Um, that, you know, so many of us have, well, we all do, right? We all have some sort of story, right? Where, yeah, you know, absolutely. we t- took a moment where we, you know, we, we were sinners, right? And God saved us. And um, where we've had, you know, moments where we've turned our back on God and, you know, God, God still comes for us. He still chases mm. us. And yeah. um, we've all had those moments in our life. And, you know, God is still here for us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And God wants to, you know, turn our burdens into something that is beautiful for him. And he, you know, he wants to turn our burdens into, into joy. And, uh, and so that, that really just was something that was, that was beautiful to me because my burdens felt so heavy. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think I'm just a really great example that, you know, if he can turn all the things that I did into something beautiful. He can do that for anybody and he he wants to do that. I am so excited for people to come back after the break to hear how God has really taken all that brokenness and turned it into something beautiful, just like you said. Hi, I'm Abby Johnson from episode number 98 and my music pick for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is Unplanned by Matthew West. I'm looking at a masterpiece I'm staring at a work of art Trouble finding time to grow in your faith? Take your joy everywhere. Download the My Joy Radio app today and be ready to reconnect to all of your favorite ministries. Plus, 24-7 access to the Joy Radio live stream means you're never more than a few swipes away from an uplifting word or song. It's never been easier to create time for your faith. The My Joy Radio app, uplifting music, life-changing ministry, and more. Available now. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back with activist, author, and screenwriter Abby Johnson. 
Abby, I love how your book describes your journey um, to spiritual growth. And I think that uh, it's in the chapter called Dangerous Prayers, where you're talking about it and you're kind of contrasting what we think spiritual growth should look like and what it actually looks like, you know, when it plays out in our lives. And I'm wondering if you could explain a little bit of what I'm talking about there to the people. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting because um, I was I was really at a place where, you know, in my life where I had left Planned Parenthood and you know, my husband and I were looking for a church home. We had been kicked out of our of our church, and um, I was not really knowing what I was going to do. And I was praying for you know direction, and and then I started praying for God to do things for other people. And um, I was like, you know what, God, um, I want you to do that for them. I want something to happen, but I want you to make them do it. And, um, and he was like, um, actually I'm going to want you to do that. And, um, and I was really resistant and it was, it was sort of this spiritual immaturity in me just wanting to say no. And I thought, you know what, God, I, I feel like I've done enough for you. Actually, um, I took this big, you know, leap of faith for you, and uh, I, I think I'm good. I think, <laughs> I think I've done enough right now. And but you know, when you say yes to God, He wants your full yes, and mm-hmm. He wants your yes every time. And you know, when you are faithful to Him, and when you continue to be faithful to Him. Um, the blessings that he gives you, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but no. he will continue. He will continue to bless you and um, he will give you favor. And that, you know, that is what I, I was shown over and over again. I mean, that was when I started my ministry. I prayed for someone else to start the ministry that God was telling me to start. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we got that started and there were definitely bumps in the road as we got it started. But now I see what he has done with that. You know, we've had 610 former abortion workers come to the Lord. Wow. Um, And, you know, he's shown me, you know, that I was the one who was equipped for that job, not someone else. And that is the thing about the Lord. I didn't think I was equipped to do that job, but he equips who he calls. And that's what everybody must remember. He will equip you if he calls you. And I think I I was looking at your book and how you were talking about like when we have spiritual growth it's not like this straight line and easy growth you you talk about it and you kind of compare it to jumping off an ocean liner yeah yeah i mean it's a it's not a straight line i mean sometimes you feel like you're drowning sometimes you you feel like you're lost sometimes you um you feel like you're in over your head um but god is there and he's always mm-hmm. there with that life raft. He's always there with that life preserver. Um, and sometimes you it, you are in over your head, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I don't, yeah. Sometimes you are in over your head. If you're in the center of God's will, I really think you do get in over your head. He never asks us to do something that, you know, is within our realm, our scope. It's, you know, 
he's called you to something greater than yourself, especially what he's called you to. Exactly. And so people will say, oh, God will never give you more than you can handle. And I say, God always gives me more than I can handle, right? He always gives you, me more than I can handle. But mm-hmm. but he, he gives me more than I can handle, but he can't give me more than he and I can handle together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's why I feel like we must always have, that's why I think he gives me so much to handle is so that I will have complete dependency on him because it is too much just for me. Absolutely. Abby, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the first time that I've ever mentioned the topic of abortion on my show. I know it's kind of a sideline discussion as we talk about God's mercy in your your latest book, but it's such a part of your story and it keeps coming up. And I know that we're going to discuss it a little bit more in this interview, but in the past, I've always been concerned that if someone were to talk on this topic, you know, that they might be judgmental or condemning in a way that would leave listeners kind of feeling less than. But when I read the title of your book, Fierce Mercy, Daring to Live Out God's Compassion in Bold and Practical Ways, I felt that I could trust you with the show and and the amazing women who follow Soul H2O Ministries, some who have probably had abortions or work in the abortion industry like you did, I felt that it was good to have you on because I can see that through the words in your book and other things that I've seen of you, that you understand God's grace and his mercy on such a deep level and that you're not bashing people or trying to hurt them, but you really do run a pro-love ministry. And I want to thank you for speaking life with a heart of love. Well, I mean, that's God is love. God loves you. And if you have made that choice... I love you mm-hmm. and I want complete healing and restoration for you. And, and that is love. And, um, and that's, that's really the, that's really the heart. That's really the, the position that we must have as Christians, because mm-hmm. God wants everyone to enter into the kingdom with him. He does not want anyone mm-hmm to perish. And in order to do that, people need to come to a place of repentance and they will not do that unless we love them well and we show them who God really is. Yeah, it's his kindness that leads them to repentance. And that's how he brought me in. I'm sure that's how he brought you in. Um, It's not him bashing us over the head, but as your book so talks about, it is his fierce mercy that chases after us. And, you know, Abby, we are out of time, but I am so thankful for having you on the show. I hope everyone gets a copy of your book to understand God's mercy on a whole new level. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This week, I challenge you to show more mercy. For some of you, this gift may need to be directed right back at yourself. While others will have a name or face, pop into your thoughts as you prayerfully consider who God desires for you to release mercy on. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for Episode 98, Marvelous Mercy with Abby Johnson. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights and information about our guest at soulh2o.com slash 98. You'll be amazed at all the incredible things Abby's doing. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed.
We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.